Hey, just want to let you know that today I'm dropping a bonus episode. That's an interview I did with my friend Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income. And as you may have heard, I recently joined the Smart Passive Income community as an expert in residence, where I create exclusive content, lead events, and answer your questions. Want to learn more about that? Go to smartpassiveincome.com. And this is going to be a fun, deep conversation as I share my personal philosophy and how it guides me, as well as the vision I have for my future. So I hope this inspires you and helps you along your journey as well. Today, I'm really excited because we're gonna be welcoming Terry Rice on the podcast and just having a chat to get to know him a little bit more, his philosophy for business, where he kind of came from. And this, this is really important because Terry, guess what, is gonna be one of the first group of EIRs coming into SPI Pro later this month and later this year and into 2024. What is an EIR? That is an expert in residents. We are making some big changes here at SPI to better serve our existing entrepreneurs in our audience, people who have established businesses who need a little bit more strategic coaching and business planning and higher level conversations. And that's why we're bringing Terry on as an expert in residence. That means they are a part of SPI now in a way that's unlike anything we've ever done before. You're going to hear from another EIR next week, and I will be personally an EIR or expert in residence inside of SPI Pro, as well as Matt Gartland on the team too. And this means we're gonna show up more and more regularly inside of Pro for our members there. And today we're gonna get to know Terry and his style and the way he runs entrepreneurship and the way he coaches so that you can see if this might be of interest to you in case you are in Pro already or are thinking about getting into Pro before 2024. So definitely check this out. This is Terry Rice, session 734, and he's just a wealth of information. He writes for Entrepreneur Magazine. He is a seasoned coach and leader, family man, very disciplined, and you're going to hear some more about him right now. You're listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, a proud member of the Entrepreneur Podcast Network, a show that's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he recently visited Japan for the first time and knows it won't be his last, Pat Flynn. I want to know more about, you know me, I'm a big family guy. I have two kids, 13 and 11. Like, tell me about your family. What's that look like? What do you guys do like on the weekends, like that kind of thing? It's a lot of chaos because I have uh, four kids and they're all under eight years old. Four kids? Yeah, yeah, I have a almost eight-year-old, a five-year-old, four-year-old, and a two-year-old. So that's chaos. <laughs> the weekends are interesting. Like they force us to be more organized than maybe you normally would because it's like, look, we can't just stay in the house. The kids will go nuts. So we have to proactively think about what we want to do. I think on my end, the best part about being a parent is actually paying attention to the moments between the moments. Like the other day, I saw like my older daughter helping one of my sons draw. And I was like, wow, that's that's cool. You know, you can appreciate that. It's you know, if you, but if you only focus on the times when they're like asking for snacks or like waking up in the middle of the night, it's it's a chore. So by design, I um I really am focusing on those moments between the moments and appreciating them. Otherwise, it just feels like a job you have that you're not getting paid for. It's crazy, but uh, it's it's a lot of fun when you pay attention. Where do you get like your parenting inspiration from? Like, do you read books about that kind of stuff? None of us knows how to do it until we, we're in it. So I'm curious, like, where did you or what helped you figure it out? Two things. One is when my first kid was on the way, I asked my friend Leo, I'm like, he had a kid already. I was like, Leo, how, like, what's it like to be a dad? Like, what do you do? 
And he's like, honestly, it's not that hard. You decide, do you want to be a good parent or a piece of shit parent? And you just go whichever direction makes sense. And I'm like, okay, thanks. But it, it actually did make sense to me because if you ask me, like, you know, my approach towards parenting, I want to give my kids a childhood that they don't have to recover from. Dang. Just that simple. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, Dang. I mean, that, there's, there's layers to that, right? Not just like, oh, I, I want to provide for them financially so that they aren't, you know, growing up you know, poor or anything like that and having those kinds of struggles, but even just like how you discipline them, how you mentally kind of treat them and stuff. I like that framework because it's just like, that's, it's similar with me and April. April is my, my wife's name. What's your wife's name? Dominique. Dominique. With April and I, we're just like, hey, that's not like what a good person would do. Would you want to be with a person who does that, that kind of coaching, if you will? So I, I like that, that framework, but four kids is a lot, man. Two is plenty for us. I don't know how you guys do that. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I would say four is easier than one because your first one, you're like, I have no clue what the hell I'm doing. And by the time you get like, you know, two and three under the belt, you know, it's like you figure it out. But it forces me to become more efficient. And I don't want to sound too like podcasty right now, but it forced me to be more efficient with my time because I don't have extra time. Right. There's no like burning the midnight oil. And you know how it is, too. Like, you never know when your kid is going to be home unexpectedly for some holiday you forgot about or they're just sick or something like that. So by design, you set up systems, routines that allow you to operate your business, even if you have to pull yourself away from it. So that's my take on it. But, Pat, I'm curious to know if you do this, too. Like, the more I started actually using my kids and my content the more my brand grew. Oh, 100%. It's like, how can I turn my bug into a feature? <laughs> I'm going to talk about yeah. my kids more. <laughs> and just like started creating all this content around it. And then even my workout videos, like because I work out like five days a week. So I put more videos like that up. And what I'm doing is personifying lifestyle entrepreneurship For sure. by being a personified version of who my audience wants to be. So yeah, it's fun now to have that, that experience where they're part of my business now, or at least my brand. 100% saw that. I mean, as soon as we had a baby back in 2009 and I shared that story, right? People started to gravitate more toward the fact that I was a family guy. And then the more that I would talk about them, the more that people would connect, right? That's just more relatable. And you as a leader get to paint a picture of who it is that your audience can strive to be, but in their own way, of course. And and so I, I love that. I'm curious about when people hear like, oh, using my kids in content, you didn't phrase it this way, but it's like, oh, I'm gonna put my kids in my content. There's always sort of a, are we going too far with that? Are we, you know, uh, I mean, obviously there's like the privacy issues and the safety things, but also just like, are they consenting to that? Did, did you and Dominique have like discussions about those kinds of things? Like, okay, well, what makes sense for us and what's, where's the line at? Yeah, we, we did, but the line kept on shifting further out because initially it was like, we'll talk about them. Then it's like, okay, we'll show them, but we won't show their face. So I'd put like an emoji over their face or something. And after a while, it was like, look, we live in Brooklyn, right? So at any given moment when you're walking down the street, you're on someone's ring cam, like you're on camera, right? <laughs> so you can't like hide your kids from social media forever. It's just <laughs> how it goes. We're doing it in a, in a tasteful way. Like I'm not having my kids like reenact stuff like, okay, eat lunch again and stuff like that. And it's an integration into our lives, not an interruption, because that would drive me nuts. Like you see the parents are like, OK, stop, do it again. Wait, no, move your shirt. It's like we're just capturing like this stuff on the fly. Yeah. And what example are you setting for the kids doing that, too? You know, it's like, oh, I have to be just right for the piece of content that we're creating. That's that's not 
what we want to do. Your eight-year-old, are they getting interested in creating content themselves? Yeah, yeah. My, my daughter, we actually just started doing stop motion videos, which has been a lot of fun. Oh, we went through a phase of that. That's so fun. Yeah, it's so basic. You're like, okay, just move it a little bit. Do it again. Move it a little, like, you know what I mean? So they're doing that for hours. And they're getting into the whole production value because they, they see like me making videos and their mom making videos too. So what I'm doing is I want to see if I can actually bring them on as, as almost like, like brand ambassadors because I've got four kids. If I can even just get free clothes for them, <laughs> that saves a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But there's a there's a bigger mission here. It's going to sound kind of abstract, but I feel like my kids are going to be just like the popular kids, you know, just because they, they, they're good looking kids like thanks to their genes. And just like the way that our, our personalities are, my wife and my myself, like we were, you know, popular in high school. I'm not saying that matters, but I want them to use that to change the culture of their high school. And I want to start with their clothing, where they're wearing very plain clothing, like no logos. That way, these very popular kids, hey, they're, they're, they're wearing stuff on Amazon too. I don't just spend a lot of money to look good. And for the kids that don't have as much money, it's like, great, I couldn't spend a lot of money anyway. So I think we can just change the whole high school experience for a lot of kids who, you know, couldn't afford all the flashy clothes if we make that this part of our, our thing. <laughs> so I know it sounds, sounds like a weird, like long-term plan, but I think we can help a lot of people tangentially. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that. I get, I get that. And then, so with their ages so close together too, they'll probably be in the same schools for, you know, overlapping a little bit, which would be cool. My kids, my son is 13. He is about to go into high school, which is wild, but he and his sister have been in the same school for about six years together and it's nice because they see each other and they they help each other out and stuff but next year is going to be a big year for us because he's not just going to high school but he's also going to be joining the marching band i was a huge marching band nerd terry i did marching band in the summer between school years because i loved it so much it was drum corps but it was similar to marching band and then i went to college and did marching band too now my son is playing on the literal same exact trumpet that i played on oh wow and a couple Fridays ago, the high school invited the eighth graders to go and play during the halftime show. They played a couple songs. And so he was on the field during a, a Friday night football game. And it was just like, I was in tears because I was just like, this is so trippy and wild. And like, he's going into it. And, you know, it's all on his own, too. That's the beauty of it. It's like he discovered this on his own. It wasn't like, oh, like, you got to be like me kind of thing. And, and our daughter is a dancer and performs and is not afraid to get in front of people. And it's just like... I think a lot of it has to do with the example that April and I, and especially me as an entrepreneur set, like getting out on stages and stuff. And so like, what's maybe an example of, and I know it's weird because we have microphones in our faces. We're trying to have a casual conversation, but honestly, it does kind of feel like a podcast still in like a great way. I mean, we'll probably end up using a lot of this, but like, what's a business strategy that you implement in your business that you also implement at home and, and why? It's discipline and routines. So on my end, like with my daily schedule, everything is planned out. I know I'm going to wake up around 5 a.m. I'm going to read or I'm going to journal. After that, get the kids ready to go to school. After that, I'm going to work out. When I get home, I do critical or creative work first, take a break, and then do admin or live coaching with my clients afterwards. So everything is just very regimented and very structured. Same thing though. So come dinner time, I love dinner time because like there's like there's six of us. I think six. Yeah, six of us. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> like, count, all right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I am. So I'm like, all right. Here's how it's gonna go. I'm first gonna put out all the main dishes. You'll get that. I'm then gonna bring out the drinks. You'll get that. I'm gonna go around and ask if anyone wants seconds. You'll get your seconds. I'm gonna go around again, ask if anyone wants another drink. Like you're not all gonna be asking me. Like I want this. I want 
want that. I want because you'll drive me nuts. <laughs> so I truly believe that discipline is destiny. And all you have to do is say, OK, well, what's my vision for my future, for my family, for my business? And then enact routines that are aligned with that vision. So it's 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 basic, but I'm also very pragmatic and, and stoic. So that's the approach we take. It's just like you got to be regiment. Yeah. Do you have a military background? I don't. My dad fought in Vietnam and he didn't talk about it too much. But now that I think about it, a lot of the routines he had might have come from that. Like I didn't I never think about it till recently, but he would shine his shoes every morning. And I'm like, what are you like? <laughs> like, what's your deal? But his routines, I think, got drilled into him back then. So um, that's, that's probably why. That makes sense. I love that answer. And I just asked that because that is a very regimented way of going about things. And, you know, John Lee Dumas, for example, is a friend of the brand and you know him as a, as a podcaster as well. He's a machine and he's from military background. So he has these regiments and he has to do that. And I would imagine that that keeps a lot of the chaos under control in the house, at least as much as possible. I mean, there's always going to be just like in business things that, you know, go wrong or are unplanned, but then you can go back to those regimented systems to, to get back to some normalcy and, and keep making progress. So you, you do a lot of coaching, obviously you have a number of clients. What's your style of coaching? I'm curious. I'd love to be a fly on the wall and like listen to you coach somebody because everybody has a different sort of style. We all are doing it often for the same reasons, but we get there in different ways. What's what's like your way of style and uh, of coaching? Yeah, the, the first thing is having a filter for who I'll coach in the first place. So if anyone wants help from me, if they want to, if anyone can take my courses and go through those programs, that's fine. But if I'm working with you one on one, I have to make sure that even as the seller of my services, I'm still the buyer, right? So I can't remember the guy's name, but that's what he says. Always be the buyer because you're buying into a relationship with someone. So what I want to do is make sure that there's a good personality fit, first of all. Second of all, are you going to put in the work? Because on my end, like I don't know the easy way of getting things done. I know a clear way, but it takes a lot of hard work, a lot of determination, and just you can't you know, just kind of back out because things are challenging. So as I'm screening people, they seem like they'll ask for all this stuff, <laughs> but never actually do anything. <laughs> mm -hmm. I can't work with them because you're, you won't get your desired result. You're going to, you might blame it on me. I'm never going to get a testimonial from your referral and I'm going to feel like I ripped you off because you didn't do your work. So that's the initial screen I'm looking for. Or is you, are you someone who actually takes action? And from there, my style is, okay, well, cool. Like here's what worked for me and my clients. I know this to be true. Which of these pathways would you like to choose? Because I'm not going to make one up for you right now. I'm not going to experiment on your dime. <laughs> so it's people who can just get along with the process that I've developed that I know is going to work and where I can feel confident that the only variable to success is them. That's it. Everything else will work because it's worked for me. It's worked for my clients. So people who will buy into the system and actually take action, like that's my crew. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, that first part's so important because if they're not gonna take action, then nothing you say really will even matter. And it's just wasting everybody's time. But as far as getting them to the result, it's like, you know it's gonna work, but there's different paths and you're gonna give them some options that might make sense for them. Are, do you ask a lot of questions? Are you more of a, all right, here are your marching orders, go. How do you get a person to who maybe even is kind of timid to take an action because they're scared or they've never done this before. How do you motivate? Some people respond to boot camp drill sergeant. Other people respond to hugs, right? How do you help a person through a tough time? What I started doing with my more high-end and long-term clients is we do a lot of mindset and vision work first. So say, okay, cool. Let's establish your vision for your life and your business. That's not easy. 
it's challenging, right? Everyone's like, oh, just tell me how to get more clients. I'm like, no, let's start with your vision. What do you want that to look like? After that, what's your personal philosophy? What are the thoughts that guide your words and your actions? Because at any given moment when you are feeling unmotivated, you should be able to say to yourself, okay, what's my personal philosophy? That should help you snap back into it. My personal philosophy is live your legacy. What does that mean? It means everyone's always thinking about their legacy. How will I be remembered? You know, I want to be remembered as this person, that person, so on and so forth. Sweet. Do that now then. Do it now, <laughs> right? Don't wait to your deathbed to think, well, I hope that's how they remember me. If you act that way today, you will be living your legacy. So at any given moment, if I'm feeling unmotivated or just like impatient or whatever, I'm like, is that the legacy you want to leave behind? Because if the answer is no, just, just knock it off, right? <laughs> so vision, personal philosophy. And the last thing is epic thoughts, because that's going to help you build your confidence. And epic thoughts are when you jot down 10 difficult things you've done in your life that prove to you, hey, I've done challenging things before and I'm ready for the next one too. So those three foundational tools, I have actually a suite of 15 tools I go through. Those three tools initially are normally enough for me to get people motivated, for them to get out of ruts, like whatever it may be, because this is information they gave me that's aligned with their future as well as their mindset. That's so good. It's so structured again, regimented, yeah. <laughs> and you have that process and I see it and I feel it and, I, and I'm, I'm excited for your clients and obviously everybody in EIR who's going to be working with you, which is which is great. You know, all, every entrepreneur is all about, oh, how do I 10x? You know, how do I get exponential growth? In the book, 10x is easier than, than 2x. I think it's a great book. But what if we just focus on 10xing our personal relationships too, our personal life as well, not just our business? What if we put that much effort into growing our connections that we have in our community. So I'll give you an example. The other day, uh, my wife and I had a slight disagreement, like nothing, nothing huge, like, you know, just, just casual stuff. No one's like throwing and yelling or anything like that. But you know how it goes. I'm like, shoot, I gotta, I gotta apologize eventually. But then you have all these reasons why it's not your fault. You know, like she should have done this, blah, 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 But instead I was like, no, like I want to 10X this relationship. And to go 10X, you have to get rid of the 80% that's been holding you back and focus on the 20%, right? What are the good parts about you, your business, whatever it may be? So it's like the 20%, you know, that, that, that really shows up effectively in this relationship is going to go freaking apologize. <laughs> and the 80% <laughs> that would have been, you know, more ego driven or like dragged it out or more like that guy's not going to help anything right now. So, you know, we talked about systems and optimization, but I want people to apply that to their personal life too, their relationships, their health, both mental and physical, because why should we only transform our business, right? If we have the skill, if we have this drive, let's cross other other areas as well. That's huge. That was great, especially because of all that's happening with you coming into the EIR. I mean, the whole point of the circle community that we have inside of Pro and inside of the All Access Pass is to allow for those relationships to be stronger within the community, right? So it speaks directly to that. And I love taking it not just from the business aspect. And yes, business relationships are definitely important. I wouldn't be where I'm at today without the relationships that I've had. And I'm sure the same is for every entrepreneur out there who has been successful. But to take that into the home as well, which just again, ties back into what I love about you, Terry, is, is, is you're thinking about your wife and your kids. And a lot of us here at SPI, that's why we're doing what we're doing is for that as well. And, and it would be a shame to have the ability and the resources now to grow your business and not apply those things in the household or with your friends or with your family or kids as well. Yeah. I don't want to have a multi-bajillion dollar business and my kids are calling me Terry. Yeah. So I'm, I'm okay with being more present and maybe not making a multi-bajillion dollars. <laughs> What's an epic thought that you have or have had? There's all the basic ones like, oh, I got to grad school. I got, I got a job at Facebook. That's, that's cute. But I think it's this, to be honest, and you, you can probably align with this. It's surviving 2020 with a bunch of kids at home. Dude. <laughs> like, to be honest, like 
it's hard for me to have a bad day ever since they went back to school. <laughs> not, to, not to sound like a jerk, but it's like no, I love for that. 18 months, they were home every single day, 18 months, every single day. No, like in-person school, none of that stuff. And for me to come out of that and actually increase my revenue, not decrease, that's that's an epic thought, right? <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, dude. Yeah. How about you? Let's get one of your epic thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I'm like that made me think of 2020, you know, that was an incredibly tough time, but to seize the opportunity that it provided, right, was was what happened, just like what you did. I mean, I went live every day for 365 days in March of 2020, or starting in March of 2020. And over here at SPI, I mean, we changed our business model. I mean, we launched our SPI Pro community, which then enabled us to go, wow, this community thing is not just working, this is the future. And for us to take the lead on that and now build the all access pass and now the EIR program inside of SPI Pro and bring people on like you, it's just like, wow, that was an epic thought. I mean, that was, as many people are quoting today, a 10X thought, right? Mm -hmm. This, you know, 10X is easier than 2X Ben Hardy. Everybody's using that terminology now and I love it because that's going to mean, okay, it's not just doing the same things better, or the, the, the same things more efficiently. It's, we gotta change the way we think. We gotta, we gotta think more epically like you said, and and I love that. To go back to a little bit more personal stuff, let's say you magically get a day off from the kids and the business. I don't know if that ever happens, but if you do, <laughs> you get to do whatever you want. What are you doing? I'm going to answer and I'm going to ask you the same question back, so get ready for that. Okay, I already know. <laughs> My day would start out pretty early still. I would still do some journaling, some reading, and then I would hit get a really good workout in, like a killer, killer workout. Like I want to like end myself during this workout. Like I just work out really intensely. Like it's, it's like, I'll, I'll, I can show you some videos, but I'm just going at it. Like, and you look great. I mean, it's, thank you. It thank shows. You. <laughs> so I would get that workout in and then get some kind of like sushi. Cause I don't want anything too heavy. I just want something light to fuel up here in Brooklyn. I mean, they're, they're everywhere. There's this place called float where you're like in a sensory deprivation chamber and you're floating in water. So I would do that for like an hour to see where my mind goes. And then after that, I would do this. I would take the um, the subway. I live in the Br uh, Brooklyn. I would take the subway up to the Bronx, where my first job in New York City was. Where my dad's from. And just look at it. Think of how far I've come since then. And then probably go home and play with my kids. <laughs> so that's, that's all I need. That was, wow. Okay, not what I was expecting. <laughs> but I love that. And so still getting the workout in, still going through your routine. That's obviously become a part of your life. And, and it's like, you can't imagine not doing that. I love this the sensory deprivation stuff to let your mind go to where it wants to go so that you can have more epic thoughts. And then again, back to the kids. That's what I love about you. It's like, just like me family man you're here for the for to, to support the family but also your clients at the same time for me it would be a full day out in the water i would probably wake up earlier than you i would have my fishing gear already packed in the truck and i would go to a lake and just fish all day that to me is my sensory deprivation tank and it's a place where i can escape all the craziness of all the businesses and the craziness of family too but also escape and really, I find myself, I get it, I get really in the zone, right? Like I am in deep, just focus time when I'm out in the water. And it's sad too, because the time goes by so quickly when you're in that just focus zone. Like I feel like a 12 hour day of fishing is like 30 minutes. Like it is really, cause there's nothing else you can do but focus on the lure and the fish and where you're at and you're in nature. And it's just like 
primal feeling a little bit. Maybe in a, if I could snap my fingers and make it even more of a perfect day, I would be out in the water, like in the middle of the woods. I, I would have like a tent and I don't camp. I don't do that stuff very often, but to have it already set up for me and just go and be in nature and maybe I catch my own food and I like am able to go, wow, like I can actually survive out here on my own. I don't know. Just just get away from tech, I guess, is is my perfect day, which doesn't often happen. Yeah, I like that a lot, though. I mean, it's like one thing you realize is that you don't need things. You need experiences and emotions. 100%. And I think the more people realize that they won't have what's called um, hedonistic adaptation, which essentially means as soon as you keep on getting more stuff, you want more and more and more and you're never happy. But if you just really lock in on the feelings and the emotions and the experiences, then you're like, hey, I can be actually be happy right now. I don't need like this thing that's far from the future <laughs> that I'm trying to achieve. It's like it's here right now. So, yeah, when you mention that, that's what you think of. I think it's awesome. If anybody's listening to this right now or watching, I literally told Terry at the beginning of this call, like, hey, you know, we have this podcast scheduled. Let's do the podcast podcast like official thing later. Let's just chat. Let's just have a casual conversation. I think we're going to use this, Terry. <laughs> I think this is it. Feels right. <laughs> it feels right because we're getting to know you. And the whole point of this is you are now a part of the SPI crew in a special way. You're part of the first group of experts and residents here. And, and like to finish off, I just want to ask you, like, what made you say yes to this opportunity? I'm curious. I know you know the brand. Obviously, you've been following for a while, but now you're part of it. Why, why do you want to be a part of it? And how do you think that might help you and your goals? Well, my business was built on community. And I'll explain, when I first started out as an entrepreneur, I taught at both New York University as well as General Assembly. And I was teaching three workshops per week to other entrepreneurs and business owners. And it was great because first of all, I had like a, a home base, you know, working by myself for the first time, I had a home base to go, people recognize me, they see me, but I was able to help people in real time and also see the impact of my work, right? So it wasn't just like I consulted them real quick. Okay, I'll never see you again. Like, no, they're coming in next week, man. So <laughs> hopefully you did a good job with them. If not, you can make some tweaks, but it gave me more accountability in regards to the work that I did with people because I knew they're going to come back. I'm going to come back. I can't avoid this. And I think sometimes when you're like, you know, an online guru, you're like, okay, whatever. I'll just sign off today. It's like, no, dude, I got to, <laughs> I got to go there in person. And, and it's a real thing. So with SPI, with SPI Pro, that, that's what I see is another opportunity to have a community that I'm a part of, that I'm a leader in. And I can actually see the impact I'm having, but it keeps me accountable too, right? You can't just say trite stuff and sign off. You actually have to show up for people and help them. And on my end, I mean, that's really how I grew the most because just getting peppered with questions week after week after week, that's how I got stronger. And that's also, I got more comfortable saying, I don't know, let's go research it <laughs> and figure it out. So I'm just really happy to have that same opportunity I had at the beginning of my career now and doing so obviously with you and, and through the SBI community. It just makes perfect sense with you and your vibe to come in here. And, and like you said, it's like now you are being held accountable by the community to continue to show up and not just show up with the circle that you've built, but our circles together. And I think that's what's really amazing here. And imagine the cross-pollination that's gonna happen between the brands, but more than that, it's like, you'll be able to even grow in your career here, and you're gonna help others grow in their career here because of you. I mean, there's gonna be some people who really resonate with your style and what you have to say, and, and, and even more than they would with me. And I know it's interesting, because like SPI was synonymous with Pat Flynn for so long. But what we've realized is that there's so many more amazing experts and people out there who can help and, and even help even better than I could. And, and I'm just so grateful 
to have you and the crew and and it's just going to be a, a really fun time like honestly i couldn't be more grateful for you man yeah i mean i appreciate it too pat when i first started out i just i stalked you online right so i mean like i think my old website i pretty much took verbatim all your sections and a lot of your input too so so i appreciate it it's it's great like eight years later be, you know becoming a partner with you so I, I appreciate it as well full circle man full circle for anybody who's out there listening who wants to like be a part of this obviously spi pro is there and terry's you know involved in there spipro.com but also outside of spi pro where can people go to see what you have going on and i know you write for entrepreneur and you have a lot of amazing articles there but where else can people go to follow your work uh, my podcast uh, launch your business which fortunately pat was the first guest ever on so <laughs> thanks go. again for that um as well as on social media it's terry rice on instagram and, and twitter and i'm pretty active on linkedin as well nice man i appreciate you all the best to you and the fam and we'll see you inside of pro awesome looking forward to it all right i hope you enjoyed that conversation with terry rice You've gotten to know him a little bit better today. And again, if you are a part of SPI Pro, you can look forward to seeing Terry show up regularly in there for you as an SPI Pro expert in residence. This is a brand new program, a brand new value add that we're adding to SPI Pro. And those members are gonna get access to Terry and next week's EIR that you're gonna hear here on a Friday episode of SPI. I myself am an EIR. That's gonna be officially coming on board and you're gonna see me more regularly in there as well. So this is an amazing program. We're adding a lot more value and we're doing something that connects more communities together and brings other experts, other voices, other styles into the mix. And it's always just great to get to know people a little bit more. And I love Terry's take on a lot of things and philosophy on parenting and business. I'm just excited to help all of you inside of Pro along with Terry and our other experts in residence. And if you want to learn more, head on over to smartpassiveincome.com slash EIR. That program, if you're listening to this by the time this episode comes out, it's going to be coming out later this month at the end of 2024, excuse me, 2023. But obviously, if you're listening to this in 2024, it's already in existence and you'll see not just Terry, but other members of the EIR program inside of SPI Pro. And we're just trying to innovate here on our side to try to bring more value to you. And I hope you enjoyed this episode today. So make sure you hit that subscribe button on the app that you're listening to right now. And I look forward to serving you next Wednesday in another interview and next Friday with another EIR that we're gonna feature here and introduce you to. So look out for that and thank you so much. I appreciate you. And definitely check out terryrice.co if you wanna get more information about Terry, who he is and what he has to offer. And if you are already a pro member, look out. We got a lot of stuff coming your way. If you're interested in pro, head on over to smartpassiveincome.com slash EIR for more. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to the Smart Passive Income podcast at smartpassiveincome.com. I'm your host, Pat Flynn. Sound editing by Duncan Brown. Our senior producer is David Grabowski and our executive producer is Matt Gartland. The Smart Passive Income podcast is a production of SPI Media and a proud member of the Entrepreneur Podcast Network. Catch you next week.